0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Bleed Orange and Blue podcast. I'm Chris Persiainen here with Chris Cortez, and the Chris and Chris duo is back at it again with a New York Knicks team that has a record that is over 500. We are 18-17 and 17 following the win over the Detroit Pistons. What a time!
1: What, what a, a time. time,
0: bro! How are you feeling right now, man? How like like I just gotta get I gotta get right into this. I need to capture this post game this post game hype.
1: It is crazy. It's, it's crazy, man. I I I never coming into the season. I just didn't expect this at all. We're fourth in the East. Um, I was looking at our last ten games. We are seven and three in our last ten games. I didn't expect that. I thought we would probably, you know, be five and five. Now it's
0: it's eight, eight and three in the last eleven, right?
1: Yeah, and for the month of February, we are nine and five.
0: And the last the, the last eleven uh, are actually the game since the Rose trade. So we're eight and three since the Rose trade.
1: Insane, insane times. Um, yeah, man. I the 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 energy around the fan base is just crazy right now um we talked about this a little bit pre-pod and it's 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 funny because i haven't had this feeling since 2012 2013 where I, I just felt like we were winning the game you know um yeah once the second half started and then midway through the third and i was like yep we got this one and you know you're just not really paying much attention um to the fourth quarter you just feel comfortable it's a comfortable lead um yeah man it's, it's it's feeling great how how are you i know you were at the game on when was i forget the day but it was uh,
0: thursday yeah yeah i was there against Sacramento. crazy game
1: that was a good game
0: oh my god what a night bro <laughs> <laughs> seeing d rose as a starter was fun frank minutes off the bench were fun hey man
1: you 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 might you might have been the good juju for, for getting uh, <laughs> Alfred out of here. <laughs> for that
0: speaking, of, speaking of Juju, our all-star looked pretty good tonight yeah. and in that game against the Kings too. So he's,
1: uh, he's been amazing,
0: I, I just, man. I couldn't be happier with, with what's going on right now because I, I always talk about zooming out, zoom out real quick. And then we can talk about, you know, being back at the garden uh, because that was incredible. But, but if we zoom out real quick, the New York Knicks went into this season, they looked to acquire some talent. They didn't do a great job. So they, they penny pinched, and they, they got guys on smart deals. They put together a crappy little team. And that crappy little team is 18 and 17 when it was projected to win 21.5 games all year. Yep. Uh, like, and, and then the, the other part of this, is you can say, you know, if you're from the future or the past, and you're asking, like, oh, well, well, what are the specifics? You know, it's Tom Thibodeau. Everyone knows he plays vets. R.J. Barrett is a legitimate contributor to this team as the number two option. Mitchell Robinson was anchoring this defense. Emmanuel Quickly is dominating, you know, in terms of what he's doing both on and off the ball. For rookie standards, he's playing dominantly. Yeah, the like guys can't stop him. They can't stop him from getting to the rim and hitting floaters. They can stop him from getting directly into the paint, but he's able to just get things going. Uh, Obi Obi's playing a role and he has a lot to learn still. He needs more time to grow, he needs a very certain sort of lineup to succeed, but he's still playing a role on a team that's doing like this well. Like, it's just nice to see our young guys have a real role. Um, and and you know to, to bring it back to the garden like the chance just when frank was getting subbed in like like the oh, the, man, that the, was amazing. the extent like like people really love this team yeah. i actually they put me on tv when when frank got subbed in cuz i was i was standing up and cheering <laughs> yeah. i was at the bottom of the screen um people really love this team dude and and the fact that this team is able to go out this year and do what they're doing and it's a new coach, and it's a new front office, and it's just a new vibe. Like, that's so comforting. That's so exciting.
1: This, this is just a team that you could you could get behind. Um, like you said, all the young guys are playing a role. Uh, and Not this, all of them, but this, I'm okay with that. Like, yeah, like yeah, Knox, yeah. Knox doesn't have a
0: role, and that's okay with me. Yeah, I'm fine because with that. Because Knox having a role – would mean that our season is not going the way that it is right now, mm-hmm. and I don't think yeah. that that means in a better way. So okay, <laughs> like here we are. That's okay.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, look, just you would have told me before the season started that we were gonna have a better record than Miami, the Celtics, the Raptors, the Pacers, maybe even the Hawks. I, you know, some people were high on the Hawks because of how much money they spent. Um, I had yeah. them
0: finishing ninth. And and I don't know how that's gonna look, but
1: yeah, I I had them around that same range as well. I thought they would be in the hunt for the playoffs. I mean, they're not that far off right now, but still is I I I would have never expected this. Um Tibbs has everyone bought in from Julius Randle all the way to even so I mean I would imagine Kevin Knox. That, like, it's the last guy well that's the, the thing, that's that's
0: that's the thing about Tibbs is like the par- part of the buying in is like if you buy in, we are going to win as many games as we possibly can. Yeah. And it's happening, right? They actually are doing that. So it's it's continuing to work. You know, if, if guys – if we were losing games early on, guys started losing confidence, mm-hmm. started – you know, like this spirals downwards so quickly and it becomes same old Knicks so quickly. Yeah. Uh, but the fact – that you know we had our rebuild accelerated by hitting the lottery on the 25th pick by turning what we thought was negative value on a a deal into an all-star player by just continuing to grow our young guys into the type of players we think they, they should try to be like we're, we're here because of the players buying into Tibbs by, you know, who, who wanted them to just win. Like it's just a lot of teamwork right now that has us here. Um, it This is impossible without Leon who put the whole thing together. This it is impossible without Dolan who hired him. Like, like this is actually like, like this team, believe it or not, is doing things that demonstrate that they are working in tandem behind the scenes Uh. And, and it's where it's going well it's going well so uh you just you, you can't not be happy uh, yeah, and that reflects you know the, the fans are happy being back in the garden the other night man you, it's two thousand fans but it sounds like it does it, i don't know if it sounds like the full 20 but it sounds like a good at least at least half capacity at yeah. least half and it's and it's one tenth capacity it's so 10%. So yeah.
1: you, you know what I was thinking the other day when I was watching the game? Um, I know it's, on, it's only 2,000 fans, right? So I was, I was thinking, yeah. I was like, that doesn't look like 2,000 fans. It looks like a lot more. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know, maybe because everybody was like, I saw a lot of fans jumping up and down and screaming and just celebrating. It just didn't really look or feel like it was 2,000 fans. Because I know MSG, I've been to MSG too many times. And when it's packed, it's just a lot of people. 2,000 fans, I don't know. I, I thought it would look emptier, but it looked it looked good. Um, and you you were there. You got to experience it. Um, I can't wait for the next game, for the next few games. Um, Julius Randle's now all-star. I, I didn't expect him to have this type of season. I did think he would play better under Tibbs.
0: And Apparently, the right only the people... Now, Only people that expected Randall to have this type of season were Randall. uh, Tibbs, the Knicks, obviously, like the Knicks as a whole, were hoping he could have this type of season. Uh, And and then I think it was Rachel Nichols who said on the jump that over the offseason, opposing GMs and coaches were saying, like, wait until you guys see what Tibbs is able to do with Julius Randall. Um, Now, I don't know if that's coaches now covering their asses because their coaches are getting their teams are getting torched by Julius Randall. (laughs) They're trying to make it seem like they knew he was going to be this good in the first place. Um, But that's the only that's the only thing I've heard about people expecting this kind of performance is like opposing teams, you know, like the brain trust of teams, people who would know these things like thinking, you know, wow, I think Tibbs can do something with Randall. No, no fans, not, no, not me, not, nobody saw this coming, man. No one thought, yeah, we were actually gonna have an all star. If you're the most optimistic thing I saw was that, like, Tibbs could have Julius in a spot where we don't hate him and that he's actually a good contributor.
1: It's a, it's a huge 180 from last season. Um, let's talk about just how he's been playing on both ends of the floor i i hated watching him last season um on the defensive end mostly even on offense too you know he he had a lot of plays where it was just yeah it was bad but he he has just been he's been hustling he's been throwing himself on the ground he's been I mean he like we can't expect him to be a rim protector but he that that game against the Pacers wow man he he really held his own against Sabonis and he, he took it personal you know he
0: he made it hell for Sabonis to try to get any yeah. points that game Randall, was amazing
1: he's been real Randall's
0: good Randall's like 69 250 260 Sabonis you know, is a so, big dude <laughs> so Randall being able to to have the point guard skills that he has though and be that big is how he's able to just get those little fadeaways in the paint yeah. those it, it felt like when, when i saw that game live it felt like he took 30 post fadeaways because he just he just bullies his way down mm-hmm. and creates space you know he, he's taking yeah. the low-hanging fruit this year which is what's changing his play style in general He he's playing the same style of basketball they thought he could last year he's just actually doing it well this time because everything is there all the pieces yeah. are in place there's an offensive system there's Better shoot, they are debatably better shooters. Uh, IQ for sure, yeah. It's exciting, it's exciting,
1: Um, uh, to think about it like just moving forward because you know, you know, for sure that the front office sees this, like they they see this, they they know what what this team needs, um, especially to make Randall play even better or make the game even easier for him. Um, I did want to touch up on RJ because uh, before we we jumped on, I, I took a look. At his numbers. Um. Whenever he has a bad game, you you would think that he's having like some type of terrible season. Cause there's times where people are real hard on him, and they try to make it seem like you know, he's I don't know. They they just they just try to I don't know. He I, I see a lot of RJ slander sometimes and yeah, people, I ignore it a lot of times. But well,
0: especially crazy. in the beginning of the season when people uh, people's expectations were too high for RJ. Yeah, or, that's what I'm saying. People were coming out and being like. I mean, I thought he could win Most Improved Player this year if he really, you know, had a great, great season. Uh, but, but that was, like, the, like, people thought that was, like, the average outcome. People were like, yeah, if, if a couple things go well, like, he'll be, in the, he'll be in the conversation for Most Improved. Like, no, 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 no. I said, and, and I think I said on our pod, this very pod, that RJ is going to have similar counting stats, slightly better, but on better efficiency and with Mm -hmm. better defense and that that's what we need from him this year. And that, it looks like, I'm not trying to say like, oh, I called it blah, blah. I'm just saying like, that's literally exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Like you and I were able to look at this, be like, okay, here is a reasonable amount of development to expect for RJ Barrett in year two. And we even had Viv on the pod who talked to us about Mitch, you know, uh, you and I were, were trying real hard to set realistic standards and expectations and goals for our guys. Uh, so we wouldn't be disappointed. And I think, you know, what—that that is why we weren't frustrated with RJ because we knew he just needed some time, but, and I don't blame the fan base for it. Cause he was abysmal from deep people got impatient with him. Cause he was really, yeah. really struggling. Hey man. Speaking about and that, he's, it's, it's New York, you know, yeah. I, I get it. Speaking
1: about that, he's actually, he's, he's shooting better from three this season than he is than he was last season. He's at 34.5%. He's at right about uh league average.
0: Um and think about if he's at 34.5% on the year and he was at like literally 12% on the year at a certain point earlier. Yeah. What that means. In the last yeah. 23 games, I'm pretty sure he's averaging somewhere around like 45% from deep.
1: Uh yeah um yeah cuz it's he's, it's a low been, volume. He's been, yeah, he's been It's really a low good. volume.
0: Mm-hmm. So he goes like two for three now instead of like you, you one wanna, for five.
1: You wanna hear something crazy? In the last five games, RJ Barrett is shooting sixty-three point six percent on catch and shoot threes. Insane.
0: That's that's just gorgeous. That that he's taking that's the ridiculous. right shots, he's making them. Uh and then people over- were tweeting at yeah. Drew Hanlon, man. Knicks fans were pissed at Drew Hanlon. Not the right <laughs> guy, not the right guy to be yelling at. <laughs>
1: Overall, he's shooting 61% in the last five games. Um,
0: from He's a second-year wing. He's
1: 20 years who old. He's
0: trying to show signs of potentially yeah. being a, a good shooter because we know he's able to play defense and he can play good defense. and He's trying to show signs of playmaking and finishing. And he's, like, showing signs of all these things. And then people are like, ah, he's not an all-star he's 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 a bust with the rj's rj sucks it's like what what the hell dude <laughs> like just because he went to duke doesn't mean that he's gonna be like Kyrie irving out the jump like i, I don't know man gotta yeah, man. wait
1: uh, it's, it's gotta a lot about context
0: too like how is rj barrett supposed to succeed in a starting lineup with mitchell robinson and Alfred payton in it
1: yeah you know, that, like, that is,
0: that's true yeah so so if we're gonna if we're gonna say that last year you know, it was different for Randall, and we're not gonna put last year against him too hard because with a new coach he was able to to be different. You know, why are we not? It's because RJ's jump wasn't this drastic. It's because RJ's not an all-star. Randall literally was like, Okay, I was terrible last year. I'm going to freakishly become an all-star. And now people are happy with Julius Randall. He's like mm-hmm. our king, right? RJ Barrett is just like steadily improving as a 20 year old basketball player may do. <laughs> and people are like, ah, he's not, he's not Jalen Brown yet. He's going to suck. Kid sucks. I, I i can't sign off with that, man. He needs, he needs a point guard. that can shoot. He needs downhill looks. He needs to open floor. a lot yeah, of, and- a lot of things for me, for me, before I'm going to come out and say, I do not think RJ Barrett will be as good as I thought. Just I'm not there yet. Like I, I, still think he will be. I'm, I'm still there.
1: Yeah, I, I still am too. Um, I, I, wanted to touch up on. So the other day they released the second half of the schedule, uh, for the remainder of the season. Schedules looking brutal for us. <laughs> uh, just how do you think the Knicks approach this, as far as like the front office, or even Tibbs? What do you think they, they try to do? Do you think that they try to do another win now ish type of deal, um, or just where do you think that they're at right now? And, yeah. and what, what do you want them to do as well?
0: So so Macri actually said in a newsletter, he's like, we can dedu-, He he took he took a couple paragraphs to do it, but he deduced where the Knicks are. Yeah. And they're in a position where 20 other, 29 other teams are, which is they want to get better without giving up anything that matters to them. Um, every team in every professional sport is in that position. So, uh, you know, the Knicks, the Knicks want to, they want to improve that, that I know. I, I know they're not happy with Alfred. I know Tibbs does not watch Alfred and, and is I, I, like, wow, I love this guy. <laughs> Get him out there. Uh, I think if I think if a team like the Clippers call and says, like, we will give you two second round picks for Alfred Payton, like the Knicks accept that deal, even if they like don't get a player back. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I think they yeah. take something for him just to get something because they like what else they have on the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, People are talking about the Pelicans. So JJ Redick. Yeah, trying to trying to do something about that. You know, if you get Reddick to uh to replace Burks off the bench, and then start Burks instead of Bullock, and you send like Bullock and and Knox for like like I don't know, that's 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 not worth that upgrade to me. If it's Bullock and yeah. second rounders, Bullock and and a second rounder for Reddick, and we get just like an old sh- good shooting still JJ Reddick, like okay okay i guess i wouldn't give the pistons pick for that that's worth too much no no. so yeah. we're on a fine line here that 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 hornets pick was um a good pick to give up for an upgrade that you know if you, you know like that, that was a great trait that was that was just good value uh, yeah n- nice little pick for the pistons to get and that they can take a shot at d if they if they, they so desire which they seem to um yeah, hey, he's been starting the last few games for them. He has been starting. That is the thing he has been doing. I uh, I don't want to I don't want to comment on anything else because it's, <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to be mean.
1: Yeah. Um, i be mean to do, I, I yeah. just think
0: this team this team is, is is gonna try to flip another another trade because there's just like we know there's a little uneasiness, right? Like Rivers is out of the rotation, but he could. There's just, some, there's just not a clear... There's no clear, clear, clear solution. And there might yeah. be to you individually, but I bet Tibbs doesn't agree with yours, and I bet Leon doesn't agree with that one, and I bet Scott Perry disagree. You know, So yeah. um, t- teams aren't like a, a monolith. They have a bunch of different groups of people making decisions inside, and I think overall the team just wants to leave the deadline with more picks than it had going into it. So I think, like, they'd be down to trade Rivers and Alfred for a second-rounder each in the future because then they'll be netting one second-rounder via trading one for D-Rose and getting two back. Yeah. Uh I don't know if they go for a big man. Maybe they go for, like, a bad one. And, like, like Alfred for, like, a bad big man and a second-rounder to a contender, you know, something like that. I can't say right now who, who exactly they're looking at. Cause I, I don't know, but I know they are looking to do a little something just to help get, maybe grab another asset or two to help in a, a trade up or a trade for someone. Uh, just, just help answer some questions about the rotation. And that's what I'd like them to do is to make use of their, their cap space. You know, if they can, if a team needs to dump someone, go grab a draft asset. Um, just play it smart and and don't screw yourself over to feel like you have to do something. Yeah, but try to do something that's smart. Try to try to do something that that will benefit the team. Obviously, I know that's very you know <laughs> obvious, but for the Knicks, man, I, I I gotta say there are people out there who want Drummond and there are people out there who want Beal and there. I just want I just want to I want to play cool. I want to play cool.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I I do think that we should uh yeah i i i'm 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 on that i'm on that i'm on that train of just just even things staying, out staying right pat. like just, yeah just, just even yeah, it just out. go um,
0: just go get another second rounder for rivers go get some go do a little something and and then chill and because you got a team with chemistry and, and I, I think
1: sometimes and, we just take for granted that this team is this team is pretty stacked like we not not talent wise but like just in each position like we have we have people that could cover for other guys. And so like if you trade someone like Austin Rivers or even Elfre Payton, you're not really gonna miss those guys, you know, and you you could accumulate more assets. So I'm with you on that. I do want that um to be their approach coming into the deadline. But I yeah, I don't I don't know, man. I I'm I'm more on the train where I want them to if they're gonna be buyers for it to be during the summer, um with free agents or even in the trade or something or next, uh, next trade deadline. Cause right now I'm, I'm cool with the path we're on. Um, if we, if we make the playoffs, let's just say we, we, we make it as a fourth seed or fifth seed. I like our chances against any of the other teams. Um, if we're a first on exit, then it is what it is, right? Uh, I'm, I'm cool with it. It's, it's a good experience for the young guys, for them to, to feel like what playoff, that playoff atmosphere. Um. I don't. I don't know where you stand on that as well.
0: I. I. I man. Man. You just said playoff atmosphere. It's. <laughs> I. I. I tried so hard to not
1: say the p word for a long. We're going.
0: Time, we're going. But we
1: have to. Yeah, and this team is. There's. There's no looking back anymore. And for anybody who for by any chance might be upset that we did not we're we're second but we're
0: second in the league in defensive rating yeah okay reggie bullock just tweeted gritty nicks um (laughs) another another fun tweet i just saw what was it here uh, from from raider nation here in 2016 the 2016 season the bottom four teams in the east we're the 76ers, the Nets, the Knicks, and the Bucks. Can you guess who the top four teams in the East are this year right now? <laughs> that is pretty cool. That's pretty that cool. Man, Julius Randle, Giannis, Embiid, KD—just these elite MVP-level talents. <laughs> um, ah, we're we're killing it. We're killing it, and and. We're gonna continue to. There's there's no giving up with this team. Don't do it. Just just no. keep, keep believing. Keep believing. Because if they feel the fans giving up on them, what, what do they gotta play for? So yeah. So we gotta, we're we we're, we're pushing the hope of me, man. Inject as much hope of me in your veins as you can fit. Hope because <laughs> we are go- going to, we are going to the playoffs and we are gonna give someone fits in the first round. We are gonna lose in six or seven, or we are gonna win in six or seven. Yeah. No four game, no five game. We're having a gritty series, and what if we lose? Even if we lose, you're gonna see a lot of positive tweets about us because yeah, I gotta say sure. this. I gotta say this. This is my final note for this pod because this is this is this is a real like. This is a feel better about yourself as a Knicks fan, even though you already feel great because we're over 500 the brooklyn nets had kenny atkinson and d'angelo russell and they made it to the first round and they got absolutely bitched in the first round of the playoffs right Mm -hmm. and they cashed that in to kd and kyrie and being able to trade all their assets for harden and being contenders the new york knicks are not getting slapped around in the first round of the playoffs this year I don't care who we're playing. We're putting up a fight. I, I can say, you know, we will likely lose in the first round. Like, okay, I guess that will end up being probable. It is still not going to be an easy series for the other team. And if teams took notice of the Nets just making the playoffs, you think they're not going to – you think players aren't going to take notice? Young guys, young talented free agents, future free agents around the league are not going to take notice, have not already taken notice – have not already started talking to their agents because they took notice of the Knicks jumping to to a top four team in the standings right now with this roster under Tom Thibodeau. Like, bro, why would you not want to come play here? No, yep. it, 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 it's just it, there's there's a lot of reasons to be excited right now if you're a Knicks fan, and and that's why I I really just I love this team and I love the way this season's going. I couldn't be happier, man.
1: Nah, man, this, this team is special. This this team is special. This is the start of something. Um, I tweeted out earlier, I thought this team brought a lot of vibes of that uh, pre-Carmelo trade team with Omari, uh, Wilson Chandler, Raymond Felton, Timothy Mozgov. Um, that team was fun to watch. Every time you, you, you turn the TV on and you put MSG on and – you tuned in to watch the Knicks during that time. It, it was fun. It's you weren't expecting a win all the time, but you knew that they were gritty and they were gonna play their asses off. Um that and that's what we have here with this team. The the I, I would say that the only difference is I go into every game expecting the Knicks to win. Not that that that's just me. I I, I feel like they are prepared every night. They they like you said, they're top three in defense. Um, Who now? T- two. They're they're prepared every night. They they come in. They're gritty. They're gonna fight, and no team can take them lately. And if they do, then they're then they're screwed for the night. Honestly, um, I wanted to ask you one last thing before we get out of here. Julius Randle. He All has, NBA. He has one more season on contract with the Knicks next year. What do you think the Knicks should do in regards to Julius? Should they extend him next season? I I think if he keeps this up next season, I think we extend him next season and bring somebody else on board. Um, There's just no way. Well, actually, no, there is a way, but <laughs> I was going to say, there's no way that you, you don't kind of like, that you, that you don't pay him, you know, like he's done so much for the team already. And he's put the team on his back. We're in a position that we are because of him. And yeah. I, I just feel like he's earned it. He he really has earned it. I,
0: I'm i going to give the business answer that might make like huge Julius Randle fans mad. But it's just like what I think a smart team should and would do. Yeah. I think the Knicks have have an advantage coming up of their sleeve, which is a, a pretty big change for them. And that is instead of having all their hopes being on free agents coming, they are going to be deciding between the free agents trying to get to them. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be; they're not going to be making pitches. Agents are going to be pitching their clients to the Knicks to get them exposure. And to get them time on a winning Knicks team, you know, uh, yeah. that's how you cash out. So it's it's. Not, I think we're gonna be at a point sooner than people think, where we can be kind of picky with our talent. And I'm not saying I don't like Julius Randle. I'm saying just wait, wait yeah. as long as you can to make those decisions. There's no need to offer him an early bag of an extension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, no. <laughs> go into free agency and maybe you know i think it was jeremy cohen that suggested this tell him go ahead test free like make him an offer you can you can make him an offer if you want that like is is a little is a little bit of a low ball but is 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 not disrespectful to him and you can say you can take this right now and just stay home or you can go test free agency And if you go test free agency and you get an actual offer that you want, that, you know, you are considering, then you call us because we do want you back. And if some team goes out and offers some ridiculous amount more, you, you talk to Julius and you negotiate and you try to compromise, but let other teams outbid you before you outbid yourself.
1: Yeah. I like it, I like it. Um, you, you, just just to get us out of here, you touched up on real quick during the during your halftime
0: show. Yeah, just, man. The, just half-time, what, the halftime lives are a blast. I love those things. They,
1: I could tell you. You usually real happy on them. You're upbeat. Um, well, that great, that's because that's
0: because recently we've been going in a halftime off some exciting place and some exciting ah, ends to halves. That, you know that. The D-, D Rose buzzer beater three had me hype a couple games ago. <laughs>
1: um, it's just, I think people need to really take notice, and this is into the fan base because the fan base is, for the most part, we're 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 happy with where we are, where where we are right now. Yeah. To to, to people who who are trying to say. Why? Why are Nick fans so excited for being 18 and 17? You're only one game over 500, and you alluded to it actually right now. Also, the Brooklyn Nets—they got KD and Kyrie from D'Lo and Kenny Atkinson. Similar situation to the Clippers. The Clippers made the playoffs and they looked good for one season, and then they got. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Those guys are like the stepbrothers in their cities. The Knicks are gonna be good. we we're, we're I I have a lot of faith in Leon Rose in this front office. And whatever this season ends up being, I'm I'm very confident that we're gonna be a playoff team. But whatever this season ends up becoming. I'm very confident in the direction that we're going, and look, man, we 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 got a long way to go, and hopefully, hopefully, we we build something something real special here.
0: Uh, I'm with you, bro, because we, uh, the 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 love, and the energy behind this team is there, you know, is is the 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 fuel, to the fire is ready. <laughs> Fans, we're ready, man. We've been waiting. We've been waiting. And we got to continue to be time. patient. And we got to continue to not want to jump at the shiny toy that, that may come across our desks, you know, whether that be Beal, whether that be a, a, a massive overpay on a Levine deal. You know, those guys are great basketball players. Don't screw yourself. Be patient. Build. Build. Build the way you want. Don't let other teams force you into to building a certain way. You know, build this team sustainably and the, and, and your way. Talking to Leon here, pretty much. Uh, give these fans, give us, give us something that we can wake up every day, and when, we don't gotta say, oh, we're gonna win. We we just gotta <laughs> give us a good team that we can actually be proud of, and 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 that's what we got right now. They see how happy we are, and we're we just barely broke 500. You know, I know Tom Tibbs is not is not happy with 500. I know he wants one, <laughs> he, he, he wants undefeated, you know. So,
1: hey man, can nobody can can nobody laugh at us no more for wearing Nick's jerseys around anymore?
0: It's 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 happening quicker than we thought. You and I knew that Tibbs was we said he is going to be a, a what was it? A lightning bolt was what Vorkanov said to the franchise. Uh, I didn't think the electric shock would be this powerful this early, but we are here. I
1: I didn't think so either.
0: We're here, bro. (laughs) It's nuts.
1: With that, if you have nothing else, I think this is a good place to close.
0: Absolutely, man. Thank you, guys, the listeners, for tuning in. Thank you, Knicks, for winning 18 out of your first 35 games and making – both chris's on the show here very very happy people uh, and thank you chris for 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 a great pod as always stay safe everyone we will be back soon look out for live content look out for pods and let's go Nick's. <music>